action. We're back. Oh my God. It feels, it feels like we've been gone longer than a week. Yeah. Like way longer. It feels like, it feels like three weeks for some reason. Maybe because this past week has been a lifetime for me. Yeah. This, this week went by really slow. Yeah. It was an eventful week. Eventful, happy, sad, crazy. Life-changing. Life-changing. It's a lot. Um, I'm okay though. We're back. Honestly, we both realized how much we fucking enjoy yeah, this podcast. Even just like sitting here right now, I'm like, mm, like I'm home. I'm back. We're <laughs> back. It it definitely made me realize how much I appreciate what we do. And I'm very grateful for this job. And I was very happy to come home to it after going home for quite an intense, sad thing. Yeah. Um, I'll catch you guys up if you are unaware. I think we mentioned it in the last episode a little bit. Or if you follow me on my Instagram, you probably saw my post, but last Saturday I, or excuse me, last Friday I went home to the Bay cause my grandma was not doing well. And unfortunately, um, Saturday afternoon, she, she passed. Um, she lived an amazing, long, like fulfilling, happy, positive. I can just go on forever. A great life with an amazing husband. My grandpa, um, had two amazing boys that one of them is my dad and that's why I'm here obviously that's how fucking mating works um (laughs) she she was amazing um grandma Diana if you're sitting in this room right now hi I'm looking at your lamp I swear if it turned on I would probably throw up all over the place um yeah it I say it with a smile in kind of the weirdest way considering it is a passing um, because it's okay and I'm okay and the family's going to be okay. And she went out with no pain and, and that's okay. Um, it's life. It all happened <laughs> like how and when it was supposed to happen. And it happened how she wanted it to happen. And those are my grandpa's words. Cause you know, they prayed and spoke about it prior. Cause I'm not going to go into her full business, but it was something we, we knew was coming. Um, I guess we all know death is coming at some point, but, um, yeah, she, he, he did say with a smile on his face, like the way this all happened is exactly what grandma and I prayed for. Mm-hmm. And that that's all you can, that's all you can pray for. Yeah. That's amazing. So definitely been a week, but like you said, it has been life-changing. I feel like I have come back a different person with so many new tools under my belt when it comes to loss and grieving, not only in death, but I feel like a lot of what I've learned over this past week goes into loss of like a breakup or a friend breakup. Like it, it's all kind of the same. That's not to belittle the intensity of death and compare it to a breakup, but like you go through a loss. It's yes. It is a loss of a human in your life. Yep. If you boil it down. So yeah, learned a lot. Um, before we fully hop into that, uh, let's, let's do like our songs of the week and Songs of the day. God, I miss it. <laughs> um, let's, let's hop into that. But um, that is what we're going to be talking about this episode. So I don't, I, maybe we can call this kind of a trigger warning. If, if this is a subject that might be a little sensitive for some people completely understand. Um, I one just felt kind of weird not talking about it considering I'm still going through it right now. I felt weird coming back from a break regarding it. And then if we just hopped into fucking like mm, kissing boys, like yeah. it'd be, it would feel kind of weird. Two, I, when I posted about it, I got 
a few comments, but a lot of private DMs saying like, dude, like your caption and your view towards your loss has really helped me because, you know, today a lot of people were like, weirdly enough, today's the one year of my grandpa passing. I saw Whoa. like two of those, a lot of people relating my statement to a breakup and, um, yeah. So I figured people can benefit from now, this. It, I feel like now's the time. Now's the time. It's fresh in my Felt head. Natural. Yes, exactly. But okay. Song of the day. Go. My song is, it's called love me right by Amber Mark. Amber Mark. I never heard. Of I, I came across it on a playlist as I do. And it's, it's, it's really good. Just go listen to it. It'll be on the playlist. She's kind of like Ella May. Ooh. Her vibes. Super, She's cool. Like, like R&B. R &B, yeah. yeah. Very R&B. Oh my gosh. Speaking of R&B last night. Wait, hold on. Mine's R&B too. Okay. Okay. We'll get in a sec. But last night guys, Alex and I sat there with Leanna Ooh. for damn near two hours. Yeah. And we just went through old ass, like R&B. Like plies. Oh. Um, Busta Rhymes, yes. uh, uh, like Neo, um, some old, old, old Chris Brown. Yeah. Just like old hip hop and R and B from like the early 2000s. Fat Joe. Oh yeah. <laughs> my King, my Lord and savior. Um, that's, so that's funny. Your brain's in the R and B train. Yeah. So is mine. And my song of the week, day week, fuck me is <laughs> uh, girl by destiny's child. Ooh, you put that on your story today. I did. It's so good. I like yeah. forgot how good it is. And what a cool message. It's kind of like the, I don't really like your boyfriend by Avenue B. It's like girls coming together and like helping you through girl your, power. Yeah. Yeah. Helping one another through like that emo shit. Which is what we're doing today. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Heard that. I'm going to let you lead the way with this one. I think, yeah. I mean, we, Alex and I talked about obviously this episode before we hopped in and she even said like, it's going to be heavy me. Um, which I'm sorry if you don't like to hear my voice <laughs> and you like Alex's more skip to the next episode because it might be a lot of me, but no, cut me off at any moment. If like you want to butt in, like, of course, I feel like this might just be a therapy session. Okay. I wrote down talking points. Good. Okay. So I, I kind of told you guys the story of how it all happened on Saturday, a little bit in the beginning of this episode. Again, I'm not going to give every single detail for respect of the obvious. Um, but I will say if, if you know me, you know, this, if you don't know me, hi, um, my dad, my biological father is not in my life. He's not, he, uh, left at a very young age, me being a young age. Well, I guess he was young too, but you get what I mean. I was a kid. Um, I did not grow up with him. I grew up with my stepdad as my father figure. My real dad was there this weekend because the grandma who passed is his mom. So obviously he's there. And usually in the past when we would like every couple years when my sister and I would see him, it would be kind of awkward. It would be kind of silent and we didn't know what to catch up on because he wasn't there for the past couple of years. He didn't even know what sport I played at one point. He didn't know anything about help me if yeah. you, you know I've, always, I've I've witnessed it like when yeah. we would like Christmases or birthdays yes. or whatever he it, it's almost like he would walk in like the distant uncle and like you would say your hi and right and you like, know be respectful yeah, and nice course. to each other like, there's catch up a little bit but right. like no like sit down and talk connection mm -mm. I don't know why it's just kind of how it is it's a two-way street we both didn't do it um but this weekend being more than just a birthday 
once every couple of years that he might come or like you're saying it, that what happened this weekend really brought us together. Mm-hmm. I was able to bond with him this weekend in a way that I have never in my whole entire life. Same with my sister, um, which was insane. And it made me realize how much a death can change Bring people together. Yes. You hear that all the time. Of course I've heard, I've heard that sentence, but I experienced it this weekend with honestly with someone, someone I never thought it happened with. No, because I was like, Oh, it's too far gone. I'm 25. Like he doesn't know who I am, but no, I still was able to bond with him. And I was telling you this last night, Alex, like <laughs> I would look over at him at some points <laughs> and we have the same mannerisms, yeah. the exact same mannerisms. I probably sound so stupid because some people were like, well, duh, bitch, it's your fucking dad. Yes. He is half of me or right. You're yeah, half I'm of- ha- same thing, right? No. I'm half of him. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I get what you mean. <laughs> yes. I'm half of him. We're fucking related, obviously, but it's just crazy. Like a physical mannerism two people can have, even though they you guys aren't don't know around each other. Yeah. Like you guys still share DNA. Yes. And that fucks me up. That's yeah. so Cause you weird. don't share any, Like you don't share anything else. Nope. nope. But we share DNA and we look exactly like you guys act the same. We act the same. We have the same humor. We laugh the same. Our physical mannerisms. It <sighs> was I would have loved to witness that. You of anybody, I would love for you to witness it too, because I know you would have picked up on everything oh, right away. It was freaky, Ugh. but it, it was cool. It was, Oh my God. Yeah. It was special. Um, you know, regardless of who, what, when, where, why he isn't in my life, it was still a, a cool moment. And I was talking to my therapist about it yesterday, about all of this. And she was like, I haven't told you this yet, but she was like, isn't it cool that like, that was your last gift your grandma gave you guys. Whoa. Was, you know, cause I'm sure it weighed on her that her son and her grandkids weren't close, but she was close to both of them. Yeah. Both parties. Um, and yeah, it was kind of like her last gift, if you will. Do you see, so like she, so your dad's living with your grandpa now. Yep. He's going to help out grandpa and everything. Do you think you want to like open that door like open that relationship back up with your dad? I I think it might just come naturally now. Whenever I go home, he'll be there. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, yeah, I do. There, none of There's not a part of me that doesn't, but there's not a part of me that's like hella ecstatic too. I think I'm just still reserved. It's right. not, you know, it's not that I'm like, nah, fuck that. I think I just super have my shield up still. Yeah, which is not, of course. Super natural, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I think we, I think we will. And I think it'll come a lot easier now. Yes, exactly. Cause we, <laughs> we went through an experience that made us the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And when you're in any experience with the most vulnerability with any human, you are naturally going to become closer to that human. Oh, yeah. There's no way you can't. The second you're vulnerable, like that energy, that connection with whoever the other human is, family or friend or whatever, stranger. That doesn't go away. No. Like, like one time when I was, when I lived downtown, I saw somebody get hit by a car and he passed. It was a suit, you know, like super ambulances everywhere, like really intense thing. And I'm in the lobby, like watching this in my security guard that I only ever said, hi, how's it going? Like didn't even know his name. Us sharing that moment together and being the only two in this building that saw what had just happened 
after that, like every time I saw him, we would hug. Oh, we like sent cards to his family on Christmas. Like shit, you know, like you just, when you go through something vulnerable with somebody, you, you just have like that connection. Boom. You, you can't take it back. Like now you're in my life now. Um, yeah, super weird. So yeah, it was, uh, interesting to kind of get closer to my dad over the weekend. And then another cool thing was my sister and I, we became this, like the new female energy in grandpa's house because it was always grandma. It was only grandma. She didn't have daughters. And like, we were making food every day. We were cleaning up the house every day, making sure everybody's okay. Like we so naturally, like nobody put it on us, but we so naturally stepped into this, like mom position it was it was really interesting you guys like became the powerhouse for sure we absolutely did overall i was i was really surprised with my reaction to everything before before this weekend i i had so much anxiety i have never gone through a family death i've never done this and i didn't know what i was going to walk into i didn't know what things were going to look like i was so nervous i could not sleep the night before i was like super nauseous on my way there to go see her the first time. And this is all a common feeling that I think a lot of people could relate to. If you've ever been in a situation like this, or even imagine a situation like this, you would, you'd probably there's think I'd so be the many, same. Yeah. There's so many unknowns and you like, especially if you do have anxiety, you're just like, you don't know how you're going to react and you think right. you're going to be so hysterical yes. and like, it's just going to be this big bomb that drops. Yes. But for, like when you were explaining it to me, it was like the most serene and calm yes. experience. That's, that's exactly what I was about to say is I thought, you know, I had all these crazy emotions. And then the second I stepped into that house, your human instinct really kicks in, at least for me, this is, you know, before I get into how I reacted to everything, prefacing, everybody's experience is different. And I know that. And honestly, this is probably going to be a big part of your guys' responses for Thursday's episode. I'd love to hear your experiences, if you're comfortable saying and how you react, because, you know, I found myself calm and focused Mm -hmm. and, um, what felt strong, you know, I was crying, don't get me wrong, but I, I still felt, I didn't felt, I didn't feel like I was like crumbling into pieces like I thought I would. So it was really interesting to kind of see, how I've reacted. And I, I go back to the human instinct thing because death is something that I think our blood just remembers. Does that make sense? Like, even if we've never, you know, you're a kid and you've never seen death before and then you see it, I think your human nature has an instinct on how to deal with it. Oh yeah. I think it's, it. we're animals. We're animals at that point. I've never, I've never experienced, I've never, None of my pets died. Not like I've never experienced death. And and it's fucking it's terrifying. Before this, I hadn't either. And we would talk about it. How yeah. you and I were like the only two of our friends who had never, you know, lost a grandparent or an uncle or blah, blah, blah. Like, but I'm telling you, it it is scary and it's sad and is all those things. But you you're more the before. You're like, more per- Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get. What I know what you're just about to say. <laughs> Monica made an amazing analogy. It's actually from uh, Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. I think is what it's called. Great book. The falling of the shoe is scarier than the shoe dropping itself. Or like, I don't. I don't think. I think the I landing par- of the shoe. Right. Same shit. 
I didn't say the quote exact, but you get the point. Like it's that anticipation that's far more scary than the actual event. And that goes in every situation, even like a date. Yes. You're driving up to a date. You're literally (laughs) having nervous diarrhea. You walk in and you're like, oh, it's good. Like this is, I'm supposed to be here. Right. You settle in and you're fine. You eat your first drink. You're chilling. I I felt that in this. And so, so did my sister. And it was actually funny. The, the Glennon Doyle book, if you guys know what that book is, my sister's obsessed with it. It's literally her Bible right now. Like it, she, oh, she has like tabs and shit for like each Holy situation. Shit. Like she refers. I've never, to, I've never even heard of it. Oh, you'd love it. Um, this whole weekend, any feeling we had, she'd pull it out and like read a, read a paragraph. Oh my God. Like Like it was like our fucking hold on page 47 paragraph two. Yes. No, (laughs) she literally, I was like crying in bed one night and she was like, God, it was 89. Go to page 89. Just read it. Oh my God. Or it might've been 189. I don't know. So, and then I read it and I was like, I'm good now. I'm good now. Yeah, you're right. It, It was, it was a really beautiful analogy of, um, it was a passage about Glennon losing her grandma. Oh my God. And she, she, you know, leading up to it, she had all this anxiety. She did the shoe reference. She's all hella scared. And she said something about like, uh, like I'm going to, when she's talking about going to the hospital, to see her grandma, I'm going where the brave people go. Mm. And Monica and I said that the whole weekend. If we were walking into the room that grandma is in, or if we had to go do something that we didn't want to do, like in the house or, you know, she would just be like, we're, we're the, we're the brave people right now. We're you're the, like giving yourself the power. You're like pep topping, pep, pep talking yourself. Yes. You're giving yourself the power. Exactly. Cause I, I did want to crumble and I wanted to run and I was scared. And then Monica was just like, we're going where the brave people go and it's okay. And this is life and it's natural. If I didn't have Monica this weekend, I don't mm-hmm. think I could have done it. No. And I'm so grateful. And vice versa. Like you, like yeah, no. you were there, you were that for her too. For sure. And we've, we've talked about that these past couple of days that I've been home back in LA and yeah, I don't, I was already really close to my sister, but this weekend really, really did something else. I, I just can't say enough how grateful I am with the peaceful passing of my grandma because I am so aware how rare it all was, how she, she got the passing she prayed for. And it was in the comfort of her own home with no pain. And, um, I, it was all, it was beautiful. Like I, I, when we're, we were sitting by her bed after she rested, we were were crying, but I, I felt, I describe my emotion and color a lot, you guys. And I, I don't know if I've ever have done it on this podcast yet, but I do it a lot in real life. And my emotion was yellow and it was bright and it was uh positive, fresh, hopeful, cheerful, and accepting. It was okay. Everything was okay. And I'm just so grateful because I, I mean, I even have people in my circle that have had deaths of grandparents that were, you know, they, they missed the death, which I almost did. Yeah. Your my, flight was supposed to be for Sunday. Sunday. And I, I moved it to Friday and my grandma passed Saturday and it would have completely changed how I'm talking about this right now. Oh my God. It completely. So I am so, so grateful. Yeah. And it, it, it happened kind of quickly for you. Like mm-hmm. your, your grandma got sick only within the past couple of years, right? 
the past year was all of her like treatments and stuff from yeah. like, yeah, the past year she's been in and out of the hospital a lot. I was, I was, it's so weird to say, but like, I was almost envious of you because I, so my grand, my grandfather, my dad's dad, he had a stroke 10 years ago and he has been, his health has been on like the heavy decline for 10 years now. And wow. like our, us as a family, we've been going through it for yeah. so long. He's gone through cancer. He's gone through so the much chemo. in and out of the hospital yeah. treatments, you name it. He's gone through it for the past 10 years and he's, he's not the happy, he's not happy, mm-hmm. but he's alive and yeah. he's, he's not where he was 10 years ago, like in his mind. Yeah but he's still here. So we can't like, none of us know how to like handle yes. his health. I don't, I can't even like put into words. Like you got to, you got to the level of you, you're able to heal now. Yes. You went, you know, like you're going, you went through the, okay, my grandparent is sick. Yes. You're going through the motions. It like, it happened. And it was quick. Yeah. And I, I get what you're saying because as weird as this sounds, but I know people can relate because even like even my family related when I said this, we all felt a sense of relief. Yeah. Grandma's not in pain anymore. Gra- grandma's, you know, she chose to get off all treatments because she was like, I don't want to, I don't want to just sit and be tired and lethargic and medicated until the day I die. She chose to stop treatment when they said the cancer came back and she was able to go out with you know, recollection of her life very recently. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. we, I think what you're saying is, um, you know, every situation is different and Europa is, it, it's hard to watch him kind of not be him right now. Yeah. For the past 10 years. And the anxiety I felt in the past year thinking, is this the last time I'm going to see my grandma when I would go for like <sighs> holidays and stuff? you guys have felt for 10 years and a lot of people relate to that. And it's, it's so sad and it's such a hard subject. There's no right or wrong. Um, I can only speak on what my grandma chose, but some people don't even get that choice. Yeah. And it, it is so heavy and my heart goes out to you, Alex, and to anybody in that situation because yes, she passed quickly, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's better, you know, like there's no like, yeah, there's no right or wrong. Like there's no, there's no like divine timing when it comes to death for the people, for us, for the people who aren't dying. Exactly. For them, them, that is their timing. It's yeah. So for them it is divine timing, but for us it's never right. It's never the right time or the wrong time. Like, I don't know. It's of course I'm the one crying in this episode. (laughs) I can cry. I, I, that's a point I wrote down over here is, Feel it. Yeah. Feel everything. Cry ugly. I, I, you know, usually, cause I'm, I'm kind of ugly when I cry. I was like, you know, for a, a, literally a millisecond at my grandparents, I was like, I'm have snot all over my face right now. And like, it's literally <laughs> dripping. Fuck it. No, no one cares. Cry ugly. It felt so good. Like we all handle it so differently. My sister and I, and towards the end of the weekend, my even my grandpa, dad, and uncle all started getting this kind of dark humor about it. Hey, 
because I mean, you know us. Yeah. The McAtees are <laughs> literally made of dark humor. That is, if you were a McAtee, you are dark. And that is the truth. <laughs> yeah. So we had this dark humor and, you know, part of us were like, fuck, we're so bad. But the thing is, is like if grandma was there, she oh, would be laughing with she you She would guys. be laughing right with us. Yep. She'd be the one saying the joke. Exactly. Like <laughs> so she, it's like, it's she's natural. the queen she of wants. dark humor. Yes. That's, that's all she ever wanted. So the moment she did pass, she, uh, she was in no pain. Like I said, she was napping and when she was napping, we all were like, okay, like we can kind of start our morning now. I went and, you know, I was already ready for the day. I was in the kitchen. Just, I prepared some like bruschetta, just like a quick snack for everybody. Cause my grandparents just have hell of vegetables that they grow and they grow these beautiful heirloom oh God, tomatoes. Their garden. their garden is beautiful. So I grabbed some of those. I made some bruschetta. Like I had, I had melodrama on my favorite oh. album of all time. Um, my sister was in the kitchen with me helping just kind of sitting with me talking. My grandpa's out in the yard as he always is. He's one of those grandparents that are just like, I always have to move like always on his Mm -hmm. feet. He's a handyman. He's always building something like great guy. And he was out doing that. It was just us. Um, my dad and uncle had gone out for a minute down, down the street to grab something. And I made this amazing bruschetta and I was really proud of it. And, the nurse had told, oh, by the way, the nurse's name, her, her, her like hospice, her name was Kristen. With an E. Spelled correctly. <laughs> Sorry to any of the I-ins out there. It's wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is just how you spell mine. K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Yeah, that was her name. So cool. Um, I made the bruschetta and I was thinking grandma would be so stoked on this right now. And I remember the other Kristen saying, she can hear you. Because towards, you know, her last few hours, she did kind of lose the energy to speak, but she was like, she can hear you. So like any moment you guys have, it's very comforting. If you go over and just say like, I'm sitting here with so-and-so, um, I just did this, like, just talk to her. You yep. feel it's good for their anxiety. I walked over to her and was like, grandma, like I, I just made some fire ass bruschetta. I literally said it like that. Like, <laughs> that's like how I talk to my grandparents, um, fire ass bruschetta. And I, I was saying that like, as I was walking over to her and then right when I sat down, I knew. Yeah. You can just tell. And I felt it. The energy. Yeah. And I, I, I knew she, she was at rest and I was kind of frozen and you know, the rest was history and we, we all mourned together. But I was talking to Liza about this yesterday or two days ago or whatever. And she we're crying on FaceTime to each other. And she was like, you, or excuse me, your grandma knew it was okay to go in this moment because grandpa was out in the yard doing what he does. You were cooking. I was cooking in her kitchen. (laughs) Oh God. Literally like the woman that taught me how to fucking cook, bitch. Oh God. (laughs) I was cooking in her kitchen with like the tomatoes that she grew. Like I made a meal with like her hands and I just think that's really cool. And we're not even Italian. <laughs> and I was making bruschetta. Can I just say that's a fucking fancy ass snack? <laughs> I'm fancy, okay? My grandma was passing. I'm going to be fancy. My snacks are like, here, peel this banana. <laughs> Fuck no. I don't know. That was really special. And we used more tomatoes throughout the rest of the weekend. It was really cool. But um, I hope she listens to this. <laughs> you just see floating headphones. 
Uh, <laughs> Sorry, there's my dark humor. You see, you guys. <laughs> I texted Monica before we did this. And I was like, hey, is there anything else I should add? I sent her a picture of my notes. And in quote, she said, it do be like that, though. <laughs> I was like, I texted back. I was like, all right, brushing it off with humor. Great point, actually. And then I made a little tally that says dark humor because that's where we go when we're sad. Do, should you talk about the lamp? Oh, <laughs> you guys. Okay. So, so Saturday night, my sister and I went to the grocery store and we grabbed stuff for breakfast the next morning. And next to the grocery store was a sushi place. Um, Matsu Sushi in the oh, nation's so good. parking lot off Contra Costa. If you're Fire. from the East Bay, um, next to Farrington's, <laughs> we we walk by. Literally. Farrington's <laughs> is like the trashiest bar in our hometown. Anyway, we get the sushi. We go back to Grandma's, and everybody's sleeping. Like it's pretty late for everybody. It was definitely a tiring day. Everybody's sleeping. We sneak back into Grandma's room to eat it, and we have SpongeBob on, like. We're sitting on the bed, ready to eat. And it felt like kids again. We felt like kids again. We were like, we, this is what we did every day after school. Like had a Lunchable all the time. She would pick us up and have a Lunchable in the back seat all the time. Like, <laughs> and we'd, we'd like eat some of it in the car ride. And then, cause you know how kids, they take forever to eat. Yeah. You give them a Lunchable, they eat it for three hours. You hold on to your Olympia for like, you yes, walk around. You walk around with your- exactly. <laughs> when you give a kid like a banana, they hold it for hell along. Hell Smushed. Anyway, <laughs> any kids out there listening? Goo goo gaga. <laughs> so we're sitting there and we were like, grandma's probably so mad watching this right now because we're eating in her fucking bed. Like we're, <laughs> we were never supposed to. And my sister, you know, as we're saying this, she leans over because I turned out the main light. She was turning on the side lamp to, so we can eat and it wouldn't turn on. And we like, like looked at each other like, like, do I need to get up and turn the big light back on or whatever? And the light flicks on without us touching it. Mm-hmm. And we looked at each other and Monica and I were like, she mad. Like that was her being like, I caught you guys. I caught you in the act. You're fucking eating in my bed. <laughs> Get out of my room. Get out of my room. Grandma made that lamp, right? Mm-hmm. She she did a lot of uh, stained glass. So all, like almost all the lampshades in her house are all what she made. The one right next to us right now. Um, it's so fucking pretty, but she made that too. Gorgeous. You know, you always hear like people say like, I can feel like my so-and-so with me. And I never understood it. And I, w- I always, part of me always thought like, is that weird? Is that weird it's, to it's feel It's definitely something? like a strange concept. Like, Right. And that's, that's all I, it was a concept to me. Yeah. Now that I feel it, it is not scary. First of all, like I always thought it'd be like creepy or kind of invading. Not at all. Very comforting and warm and special and all the amazing things and I really do feel you know you people you hear people say like you'll you'll carry a piece of them with you everywhere you go I feel that now ever since I came home I feel like I have she's with you she's she's with me I I look at myself a little differently I like I I see it in you really yeah what does it look like She was just always a light. Oh my God. She's such a light. And I just see it with you. I do. And I feel it. So thank you. That makes me really happy. She, she was a mom to so many people. She was a a literal mom, a grandmother. She was a mom to my mom. My mom has been in her life since my mom was 15. 
because my dad and everything and she she was everybody's mom she was everybody's caretaker and she was on a throne always mm-hmm. literally yes her table her chair her at rocking the table chair, yes and like yeah that big that big one too yeah god i i can talk forever i know you guys don't know her though so <laughs> i don't know how entertaining this is for you guys to listen to but have these conversations if you're grieving anybody right now sit and just cry and laugh and feel and remember everything about them it it feels good it it makes it not so negative yeah it's have these good memories to look back on yep because her vessel isn't here anymore but her spirit is yeah and it sounds it it sounds cliche you hear that so much but I, I really feel it now and even like the look on her face when she passed in her sleep it was pure bliss. And I looked over at my dad and he's looking down on her and, you know, we were all kind of silent and whimpering and he goes, it looks like she saw something really cool. And we were talking about like the afterlife for a little bit and we can get into that's a whole other shit. That'd be actually a really cool episode if we talked about afterlife stuff. I feel like I can go on forever. Um, But yeah, like what did she see? No one will ever know. No. There, there's, you know, based on your religion, your beliefs, all that, there, there are a lot of um, beliefs on what is after. But how do we know? How do we just don't? We just don't know. We don't know. I think whatever, I think whatever you wholeheartedly believe happens. I think different Absolutely. experiences happen for Agreed. different people. Agreed. Because that was your soul contract. You lived your life yep. in this religion your soul lived this life in this religion and this, you're going to go out like that. Yes. This is where you end up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how the universe works. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It's not just going to like break all your beliefs at the end and be like, <laughs> JK, everything you believed was bullshit. <laughs> it's kind of rude. So I think she saw something cool. Okay. Hi guys. It's just Kristen. I'm, I don't know where I'm going to put this in, in the episode, but Alex literally just left. And I realized I forgot to make a really, really cool point about what happened over the weekend. And I just want to share it. Cause it, I, I don't know. I feel like everything I'm sharing this episode, I don't know if it's necessarily going to help somebody or if it's just me venting or whatever. But there was this moment where before we called the the nurse to come, you know, take grandma and everything after she, she passed, my sister and I had our own moment with her as we all did. We all kind of, you know, rotated through and um, said our goodbyes. And my sister and I were sitting on our knees on each side of the bed with our arms on our grandma's legs looking up at her you know just kind of almost like in a praying position on the bed knees on the ground and it was so weird I I I we both like look up at her and then we look at each other and I swear I saw my sister as a kid and I was a kid it was almost like a hallucination. Like I, we were children and I felt like it was my inner child saying, I don't want to cry alone. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm literally alone right now. Um, saying goodbye, which is really cool. And I've been doing a lot of like inner child work and a lot of inner child healing. And, um, I, it felt good to channel it because when I do my inner child healing just day to day at home, sometimes it's really frustrating and hard to channel because it is so suppressed, um, inside of me. (laughs) But, um, 
it was really cool. It was a really cool moment. And then another cool moment, a few moments later, I look over to my left where the kitchen is because I just felt something. And I look and I, you know, at this point I didn't see anything, but I, I just felt grandma there and I, I smile. And as I'm literally, as I'm smiling, the smile's not even off my face yet. My sister kind of like flinches and looks up at me and I look at her and she's like, did you just feel that, that warmth? And we literally both felt grandma at the exact same time. And that was the moment where I knew she's with us. She's okay. Um, and that's where we stood up and we said our final goodbye and it was beautiful. And I don't know. I just felt like that was a really, really important and special part of this weekend that I wanted to add in the episode. So again, I don't know where I'm putting this in, but okay. Back to whatever we were saying. Thanks for listening. Bye. Have you heard about like the, there's two, like five stages of loss. And then there's also seven stages of loss. Have you like kind of heard of that? Yeah. I wrote some of them down. I, I read the five stage one because that's like the most common one, but I think I like the seven stage more. It's just a little more like in depth. Um, so I wrote them down and I kind of was just like researching them a little bit because whenever I am going through something, I'm so quick to research because when I'm going through pain, loss, anything emotional, my logic brain steps in and is like, why am I feeling this? Is it normal? Um, I am so the, I internalize it, which is so weird because I'm such a logical person. Yeah. I internalize everything, every emotion. That's I, not good. I know. I don't know how to handle my emotions at all. Once but you I, let them out, you do think about that. Yeah. Okay, so let them out a concept <laughs> by Kristen McAtee. Let them out. But that's very normal. Yeah. It's because emotions are weird. And if you're not taught how to deal with them, you kind of just are thrown in the water and you have to figure it out. I'm just like, ugh, emotions. I'll deal with it later. That's toxic. (laughs) (laughs) That is literally so bad, Alex. I mean, I was like that for a while too, but being in therapy has really helped. And I, isn't it crazy? And Liza brought this up. She's like, imagine, not that there's any right answer to this, but imagine how this could have, this whole, everything just happened. Imagine how it could have happened, or excuse me, imagine how it could have affected me if I didn't just start therapy a few months ago. Whoa. Think about that, Alex. Not good. No. I think I would be in a very dark place right now. I, I'm confident I would be. I would be not good. But leading up to this, I spoke about it with my therapist and she, she laid out a lot of, she gave you some good tools, tools and the reality of what I'm about to walk into before I went. And then we, we hashed it out yesterday and processed it. And she was like, so proud of me. But yeah, imagine if I didn't have therapy. I I don't know it. I mean, I do have therapy, so I'm fine. But like, God, I just, I was thinking about that. Like, wow, I don't know how I'd be right now, but consider therapy. I think, I think everyone needs therapy. Everybody on this planet does, but you know, talking to you, if, if you know, it's not good that you do this. Yeah. That's step one. You're, you're accepting that, you know, that it's not good whenever you're ready. I think you're ready for therapy because I knew I was ready once I realized, Oh, I'm not processing X, Y, Z correctly. Yeah. Up until that point, up until I ever went to therapy, 
I was like, oh no, like I'm fine. But once I was like, oh, I'm not. I was like, okay. See, I know I'm not fine. And it's, it's not like a pride thing of like, Sorry, we're veering from the five points. I don't care. We'll get back but, to that. <laughs> um, I'm like totally, I'm all for therapy. I think everyone, like I said, I think everyone needs it. I I think I need it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, I just don't want to fucking deal with it. Then you'll <laughs> deal with it later in life in your marriage when you have resentment towards the man that you supposedly love and then you're locked in with kids and you're trapped in a house with him because you never actually dealed with your fucking problems. You should see my face right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm trying to work on my shit, get my shit right right now. So that my marriage is great. And so I raise no, my kids. Right. So I raise my kids. Great. You're right. I know. Should I make an appointment? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Go to my girl. She's great. Okay. And they don't like, it's all confidential. Like she would never be like, oh, Alex course. told me <laughs> she's really cool. She's British and just had a baby and she's like cool and has her shit together. As they should. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, no, she's actually, she cries to me. <laughs> I'm her therapist. The roles are reversed. Honestly, th- when I start therapy sessions, she's like, how are you? And I'm like, good, how are you? She's like, like it's not- yeah, she's like, that's not what they mean. Like, we're not just greeting each other. Like, I need you to hop into the session because we have 50 minutes. Where I'm over here like, did you have fun over the weekend? She's like. Talk to me. <laughs> literally, I'm like, I I try to converse like it's a even exchange where I'm that's not what I'm paying her for. <laughs> so I think the stages, there's no specific order. Like I, obviously I had to put them in an order to physically write them down. But what I was also reading is like, you'll, you might go, you might start at five and jump to three and then to seven, then to four, then to yeah. one, back to five, back to one, back to five, back to, one. you know, you might when just go. When you said the five stages, I, my first, I haven't even seen them or mm-hmm. heard like, I don't even know what they are, uh-huh. but my first thought was there's no way these are, nope. these are linear. No, like not at all. There's no possible way. Not at all. These are them though. Um, shock, denial, isolation, pain or guilt, anger, depression, an upward turn, reconstruction, working through or new habits. And then the last one is acceptance and hope. That's so crazy because those are two words that you felt right when she passed. Weird, right? And you think you would think that'd be the last one, huh? Yeah. But this also isn't something that you finally go through all these and then it's out of your it's mind. Done. No. This I will this go th- through these the rest of my life. Yep. I will go through these forever. And these of all, I think truly these all apply to breakups too. Oh, because I yeah. can relate to all these in my, in my breakups. So very interesting. But what stage do you think you're at? Like in this very moment, reconstruction, working through and new habits because I'm home now mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like trying to go back to normal after the craziest weekend of my life. And I'm alone. I'm not with my sister where we were connected at the hip for five days straight. And I'm, you know, I completely cleaned my house today. And I I was even thinking of like rearranging my room and kind of, you know, I got ready today. Yeah. I'm trying to create these new habits and this reconstruction. And (laughs) it's, yeah, I think I'm there. But uh, two days ago, I was depressed. And like you said, when it happened, I was accepting and hopeful. Yep. Before it even happened, I was in shock, denial, and I want then that isolation. I want to run away. I remember we were literally driving up to the house, and there was a part of me that was like, "Monica, turn around." 
Shit. Like these stages also come before the actual event. This is like very cool though, because like whenever you're feeling something and you'd like, don't, you don't know how to like gauge your emotions. Mm -hmm. It's like cool to look down at a piece of paper and put a name to it. That's that. So that what you're feeling right now, that's what I do. That's what I was explaining earlier, how I put logic. Anytime I'm feeling overwhelmingly emotional, wherever on the spectrum, I'm so quick to like, just Google something shit and Google a forum thought of that. Oh I'm my like God. going through a realization right now. Good. I hope you're understanding Good. because I, I get so, and you know, this, I get so, so obsessed with making sure that I'm doing everything in the most healthy way mentally. Yeah. Because I'm afraid to be mentally unstable because I was raised mentally unstable and I never want to go back to that ever again because it fucking sucked, obviously. So now as an adult where you're like putting a science to it. Yes, I have to, because that's the only way I can control it because control issues, you see, I have those. Thank you, Thank you so much <laughs> for listening. To my TED talk. <laughs> working on, working on that. Honestly, we're like my therapist and I said, we're going to start that next week. Cause I told her, you know, when I was telling her how Monica and I were like, head of the household and we we had the control of all this. She was like, how would you have felt if someone tried to step in and tell you guys to go sit down? Fuck no, <laughs> no, I, w- I couldn't have. And she was like, it's, o- you know, it's okay. I'm not saying you guys did anything wrong, but you know, you've told me other situations that aren't even anything to do with death. You've told me situations with friends and work and relationships and boys and I think I, you know, I, I'm sensing that you have this control factor. And I was like, yeah, you caught me, girly. Holy shit. Yeah, she this should is, be good. My though. mind is like, right now. That's so crazy because you listen to me talking about it all the time. I know, but I'm not, I'm always like. Your mind like, is blown on, off what I, how I control, how I've always been. No, like, it's more like, I'm a, like, I'm a very logical person. I like. I love when I can, I love, that's, I love math. Like I love when something has one answer and I can apply one formula to it and it'll turn out right every Mm -hmm. time. That's just how my brain works. So when it comes to emotions, it's not, it's not structured. Emotions aren't structured. So that's why I'm always like, uh, I don't want to, like, I don't want to deal with that. There's nothing wrong with that either. Cause you're, you're right. I think, cause I can sometimes get too obsessed with this formula when it comes to something that is the opposite of, of logic. I, right. It's safe to say emotion is the opposite of logic for sure. In most cases. That's why I'm terrified of it. Right. So it's, it's, I mean, it's all about balance and everybody's different. My obsession with putting logic to emotions might not work for the next person and also might not always be the most healthy thing, but it's all about balance. It's working for you. It's working for me right now. Whereas in other situations, I've had to let that go and just feel. But something like a, a death, logic, logic and spirituality are probably the two things that I'm it's really like focused on right now. guiding you through your healing process. Exactly. The spirituality is, you know, uh, again, whole other episode, but trusting grandma's soul contract and my soul contract with her is that she was supposed to leave me in this, that very moment and I'll see her next time and we'll figure out how we're going to help each other in our next life next time. And oh. that's, Oh, I love soul contract shit. It's my, shit. but, uh, 
yeah, that that's like my spiritual side coping wise. And then the logic is death is inevitable. Um, it's normal to feel what you're feeling, looking up the seven stages to see which one I'm at every day, having a mental check in with myself to see which stage I'm at. Like I'm over here like, shit, I want to try this. Try it. Oh my God. I would love, I'll like call me and I'll, I'll quiz you every day and I'll help you figure out where you're at. Holy shit. I would love to do that. And I will do that for you till the day I die. Okay. We're going to do that for the rest of the week. And then Thursday's episode, we'll check in. Yeah. Yeah. Anything you feel this week, even happy, you can, you could still go about this. Oh yeah. We'll try and dissect it. You guys try that too. And that can also be. Um, a part of Thursday's entries and everything. Okay, we're we've been rambling for a while. It's we've we're almost at an hour, but okay, <laughs> okay we okay, gotta okay. go. We gotta go. Wait, Thursday, uh, Thursday. What's I good? kind of what do you want to hear from the people? To make it like a little lighthearted, let's, let's hear like any lamp stories. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, kind of afterlife. Uh, knowing they're still there with you. Any yes. signs? Yes, like. And I hear that a lot of these signs are very close to the death because the veil is still very thin between the two worlds. Oh yeah, baby. So I think that's why we got that lamp shit the night that she passed because it was like, she's still here. She's literally still here. Um, Yeah, so any of those stories, um, you guys definitely, you can keep it light, but I also, it's a very real subject. So if you do want to get dark and you want some advice or guidance or just somewhere to vent, send in anything, um, we can also open this up to loss of relationships or people in your life other than death, just like, you know, different paths, because like we we're saying, these, these stages of the loss and the grief, they, they apply to so much more than just death. Yes. Heartbreak and death on paper, like a, like a, like they've done tests on the brain and the heart when two people are going through those things and they're affected the same way. Am oh, I missing that right? No. Yeah, for sure. So like, what your heart feels when someone dies is very similar on a graph to what your heart feels when you go through heartbreak. Super crazy. Whoa. Yeah. You can die from a broken heart. Double whammy. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry. Dark humor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just send in, it, it, it's a pretty open floor cause it's a very broad subject, but um, I just want to say to you, Alex, and to all you guys listening, just thank you for allowing me to just tell my story this week. I know this isn't necessarily I mean, hopefully it helped someone, um, but it was more of just a vent. And after being gone for a week, it felt super weird to not talk about this. So thank you for listening and allowing me to just vent. And I'm so happy to be back. My heart is full because this is what I feel like right now. I feel so like I feel great. I love I'm I'm living like I'm a podcast high right now. Let's get (laughs) high. Down. Yeah. Grandma would like that. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) All right. We love you guys. We'll talk to you out there today. All right. Bye. Bye. You actually want to get high though? That was a good one. No, I'm getting hammered. (laughs) (laughs) Grandma would like that too.